0: Hi, y'all. I'm Charlie Daniels, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks, and it does. Hi, this is Sean Chambers with Blackfoot, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, y'all. What's up? This is Chris Robertson from Blackstone Tree, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hi, this is Frank Marino of Mahogany Rush, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hello,
1: this is Brian Bassett of Fogat, and you are listening to Iron City Rocks.
0: Hey, this is Johnny Colt from Leonard Skinner, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks.
2: Welcome to episode 209 of the Iron City Rocks Podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing you the best hard rock, heavy metal rock, and blues talk on the net. Episode 209, we are going to do a uh, themed episode I've wanted to do for a long time. We're going to do a heaping dose of southern fried rock. We have from Blackstone Cherry, Chris Robertson. From Blackfoot, we have vocalist Sean Chambers. And from the mighty Leonard Skinner, we have Johnny Colt joining us on the uh, line. Johnny Colt also, I'd be remiss not to mention, one of the founding members of the Black Crow. So uh, we're really giving you a great dose of that Atlanta, Carolina, Florida kind of rock this time. So without further ado, we're going to talk to Johnny Colt from Leonard Skinner. They were in town to do a show with Bad Company. If you head over to ironcityrocks.com, I have photographs of the show. It's a great night. Blackstone Cherry was also on the event uh, it was the 40th anniversary show uh, for Leonard Skynyrd and for Bad Company. Obviously, Johnny is not the original bass player of Leonard Skinner. Uh Leon Wilkinson had passed away a couple years ago. I don't remember the exacts, but uh, Johnny has stepped in to do the bass duties. Johnny also did some time with the band Train. Uh, for those of you not familiar with Train, hey, soul sister, that should bring a thousand bells in your head if you've ever listened to the radio. So, uh, Johnny, no stranger to... Um, the music scene uh, rose up with the ranks with the Black Crows on the Shake Your Money Maker tour, uh, stayed really through all the major Black Crows albums, uh, and then left, uh, did some other stuff outside of music, which we talked about in the interview, spent some time with Train, and got the call from Leonard Skinner. Uh, so, uh, they put on a fabulous show, uh, if you've never seen Skinner live, uh, it's still a great act after all these years, so let's just give you a little bit of Skinner, we're going to take you into the interview with Johnny Colt.
1: We don't have no plastic L.A. friends Ain't on the edge of no popular trend Ain't never seen the inside of that magazine GQ We don't care if you're a lawyer or a Texas old man Or some waitress busting ass in some liquor stand If you got sold, we hang out with people just like you My hair's turning white My neck's always been red My collar's still blue We've always been here Just trying to sing the truth to you Guess you could say We've always been red
2: Iron City Rocks We have Johnny Cole of the band Leonard Skinner on the phone How are you doing, Johnny?
1: I'm good, sir How are you? I'm great
2: um, You find yourself as one of the the I guess you call it the newer members Of Leonard Skinner Can you talk a little Just about how you kind of got introduced To the band and, and how you ended up Filling the role uh, Through the passing of Leon? Yeah, the story of me joining Is it's a little strange I uh, I
0: I had I had left the music business and became a conflict journalist. Okay. Kind of a weird, kind of a weird story, but um, and I had been, uh, you know, it started for me, uh, the conflict journalism started for me in the, uh, in the Gulf, in the oil spill, and then mm-hmm. just, yeah. from there I went to the, to the, uh, the, the, the Kyrgyz, uh, in Kyrgyzstan there was a, you know, a civil conflict between the Kyrgyz and the Uzbeks, and, uh, I traveled, I traveled there for the conflict and ended up being in Haiti for the cholera epidemic and officially in Japan for the tsunami and et cetera. And, uh, when Skinner needed a new bass player, um, Ricky Medlock and, uh, and Gary had, had seen, they knew, they knew me from the Black Crows, but they had seen footage of me, uh, in the Gulf and a ski boat being chased by a police helicopter, uh, illegally in the back marsh collecting oil samples, you know, when that whole thing broke out and yeah. we kind of had sort of a private corporation sort of running our country for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and they saw that footage on CNN and were like, you know, Gary eventually called me, that's that's rock and roll. We need that guy playing bass for us. And they called me and I was at a deal at CNN and I was busy, but um, I had no intention of going back to the music business, but you know, it's Leonard Skinner.
1: Yeah, you know when you're
0: when you're from, you know when you grew up in Doraville, Georgia as a kid, you know that's joining Leonard Skinner is like joining the Rolling Stones. You know, I just and I met the guys and they're just you know just legends, but they're incredible musicians. And as you know, musically you, you get better as a musician as you get older. It's not yeah. a sport, you know. So uh, when I visited them the first time in the studio, you know I wondered. I wondered how they would be, what kind of shape they would be in, what was happening with Skinner at that point. They were in the studio working on uh, Last of a Dying Breed at the time, and I saw Gary play guitar and Ricky play guitar, and was hung with them. It was just, it sounds kind of corny, but in a way, it was just like kind of coming home,
2: mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I can imagine you mentioned a kid from Atlanta and Skinner, to, and, and to think, you know, you have a guitarist and a vocalist of Blackfoot, um, you know, it really... It doesn't get much better than that. Um, it
0: doesn't. It really doesn't.
2: Yeah. Now you were with um, the Black Crows for what? Close to is it ten years?
0: Yeah, ten years.
2: So you that's were. The beginning. You, you played from the beginning yeah. through what three? The three snakes.
0: Yeah, through uh, I guess. showing up came right. That live box set thing came out kind okay. of right after. Uh, right. I mean, literally. I'm all. That's that's me on that. after I left, but yeah. Mostly, I mean. You know, most of the records people know I'm in the band.
2: Yeah, I just saying, I, I know you were with them when I I, I caught you guys opening for ZZ Top uh, back before the infamous you know advertising issue came up. But,
0: yeah, yeah, it's funny we played we played um, of some shows. You know, Skinner plays a lot of shows with ZZ Top. Yeah. So I spent the whole. I'm sure I'm sure the ZZ Top guys don't even you know remember that at all. But I spent the whole shows with Skinner and ZZ Top just trying to. Just trying to avoid the you guys. <laughs> keep, keep your head
2: down. Yeah, I remember that yeah. was, you yeah, know, that that was a fantastic show. I mean, that that, that you guys were were amazing on that and It'll be great to see you, you know, coming back. God, it's been twenty or twenty-one years, I think, since that tour. Uh,
0: to yeah, see you coming yeah, back no,
2: with Skynyrd, no. uh, you you've done, uh, you know, it looks like a you, you did a stint with Train. Can you talk about that? I mean, that's a little bit different musically. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, the Train thing was came about in a in a in a bit of a uh, strange way really what happened with train was the guy who produces strange records at the time, his name is brendan o'brien he produced you know pearl jam and Soundgarden and bruce springsteen and you know, just you know stone temple pilots you know he's just he um i had met pat the singer of train who's an exceptional singer I mean, the guy can. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got. You know, he's he's got all the talent you could ask for in a singer, and because he comes from Pennsylvania, he's got a work ethic. I mean, he comes from Erie. Yeah. And you know, you know, it's lunch pail. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everybody, he's just got the drive. So, um, I met him before, and I really respected his everything about the way the band functioned, like how they toured. They kept it they kept it real, they were bringing their money home, they had kids, they were grown ups, you know, and they were professionals and that, that means a lot to me after what i have gone through in the crows. Yeah. And um hang on one second for me, buddy, the bus door is gonna open. Go no problem. Just wanna make sure you can hear me.
2: No, you're crystal clear. Me and
0: Michael, that's that's Cardellone, the drummer, Um So I I already liked um uh The talent in the band, and I like the work ethic and the attitude. Totally, you know. Mm -hmm. And the music was definitely very different. I, 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 um. So basically, what happened was they lost their bass player unexpectedly, and they had an entire, you know, fourth quarter of the year touring set up. So they needed someone who could. You know, not, not only did they need a bass player, but they needed a guy who could show up and play their whole play the whole set
1: without a rehearsal.
0: Uh, not easy. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. No, uh, yeah. So I was busy at the time. Again, I had I had walked I <laughs> I got this thing going where I was I, I I leave the music business and do something else and then <laughs> I just get pulled back. It's like the mob. Yeah,
2: know? every time <laughs> you try you to get out, out they pull you so back in.
0: I was out doing something else and Brendan called me and said, you know, can you help these guys out? I am like, you know, for Pat, sure. And what happened was I, I showed up and I played the whole set. And, um, there's it, you know, I, it is different music, but there's a lot of trained music I love. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the first record, which mm-hmm. is really kind of folky, you know. And, and um, But the truth is we walked out, I hit the first note, Pat opened his mouth and started singing, and it was like, wow, he's so much better alive than he is on his records. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't happen very often. No. And then I looked out at the audience and it was like 4,000 women. And you know what occurred to me? And, and we're talking about like, you know, all kinds of women. You know, sure. These are attractive people, smart people, people you want to date. And I said to myself, damn. You know, I've been, at that, at that point, I've been married like 15 years. I'm like, why couldn't I have played in a sweater rock band when I was 20 and I could have done something about it? This is awesome. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I intended to just stay for, you know, four weeks of touring. But they were great guys and I ended up staying like I, I don't know exactly how long I was there. I'm terrible at linear of the time. About three
2: funny. years, wasn't it? <laughs> Somewhere about that. No, it's
0: like it's like seven. Like okay. six or seven. But okay. I tell you what, my days in the Black Crows uh uh, uh took a few brain cells. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when it comes to time I'm not good, but it's like it's definitely it's more than
2: five years in training. It kind of it kind of flew by, really. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this: with with, with Skinnard. I mean, as a, you mentioned, you know, growing up Atlanta, uh, do you do, are you able to kind of look at these guys? I mean, or was there a period of time where you went from having kind of like hero worship to just being, you know, colleagues or buddies? Is there, you know, was it hard to make that transition from being, you know, a fan of the band to being in the band?
0: Right. I, I, I'll tell you. Uh, I hope this is probably going to sound – uh I hope this doesn't sound arrogant, but it's just the way it is. You know, uh when we started in the Crows, for example, so definitely you have hero worship in this business. Yeah. There's no way around it. But, but, you know, uh I got to open – you know, we opened for Aerosmith, and I was around Joe Perry. Um, You know, I spent time with, with Jimmy Page. I mean, in the early days, I spent some serious time with Robert Plant. He was a super cool guy. It was, yeah. It was spend time with you on tour. So, uh, and the ZZ cop guys, you know. So, um although that didn't end so well, but we, I, I have gotten to spend time with a lot of people that I love. So, uh, Keith Richards, you know, we did an entire Stones tour in Europe. So, I was a little desensitized to that part of it. But this is the part I wasn't prepared for. I wasn't prepared for the song. Because we are talking about Leonard Skinner's catalog, you know, they some of Leonard Skinner's songs are are literally the backdrop of America. I mean songs like Simple Man and Freebird and Alabama, these are things that mean I wasn't prepared for how emotional the crowd gets during the songs. I wasn't prepared for how emotional how 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 emotional I became playing them the first few times. Mm-hmm. Nor was I prepared for the heaviness of the legacy issue where, you know, you're playing uh Freebird and there's Leon's name on the backdrop and Ian's yeah. name, base players, you know, obviously Ronnie, you know, and 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 everybody else. Steve Gaines and Alan Collins, of course. So, you know, um Gary is a uh, – when it comes to being around the people themselves, uh, Gary is an incredibly likable and humble guy and doesn't have to be in mm-hmm. any way, you know. That guy's been through it all. He's done it all. He couldn't make you feel more at home. And the truth is, between Johnny and, uh, and Ricky and Gary, they're Southern in a way that I grew up with. So. Yeah. It kind of actually feels like I'm around my family, like my relatives. Like, you know, I mean, they are they are about 20, oh, 45. They're almost 20 years older than me, Gary and Ricky. But mm-hmm. it feels like family. Yeah. if like They're that's the South I grew up in. So, um, I'm good with that part. But I still get thrown sometimes by the amount of tears in the audience. Gary's slide guitar playing just gives me goosebumps, and I stand right next to him. So, I mean, let's put it this way I'm playing some of the most important songs in my life, and obviously the most important songs in many people's lives, standing next to the guy who wrote them. And his yeah. the guitar playing is better than ever. It's just, it's
2: <laughs> pretty enough incredible. Said. Yeah, enough said. Absolutely. Well, Johnny, I don't want to keep you any longer. Uh, you guys are going to be out at First Niagara tonight to do a show. Um, I'll be right there with you guys uh, So it'll be great to see the show uh, I appreciate it very yeah, looking
0: much forward, Looking look forward to seeing you Talk to you soon
2: I want you to want me Get ready for a musical institution Promo we we West, we West we North Shore and Coors Light Present Cheap Trick August 21st 6.30pm Stage I AE I Outdoors An unbelievable night Filled with all the hits I Tickets are on sale now at all Ticketmaster locations. Brought to you by Promo West North Shore and Coors Light. Produced by Promo West North Shore. Big thank you to Leonard Skinner and Johnny Colt uh, for doing the interview. They did that interview on the morning. They pulled into town here in Burgettstown on their 40th anniversary show. Skinner's going to be keeping it going all uh, fall long, I would assume. Uh, they go to a cruise, uh, doing some individual dates. The tour with Bad Company is now over, but uh, it really, really was a fantastic show. Um I freely have to admit that, man, the Black Bear Bad Company have so many more hits than I even remember. You know, you think of that band, and it'd probably rattle off five or six songs like anybody could, but uh, 12 songs, full set, every song, a staple on FM radio. So great to see Paul Rogers, who was in fine form as well. So we're going to turn our attention now to the band that opened that show. Um, we're going to talk about Blackstone Cherry, who we had on the show um, a little closer to the release of their um latest album there have been about a year and a half between albums chris robertson uh was nice enough to sit down with us also on the day of the show with uh leonard skinner and talk about uh, what's going on with the band uh in that we talk about uh some cover songs that the band has masterfully redone so give you a little taste of some blackstone cherry cover song we end the interview with chris Take a freight train Down at the station And I don't care where we go the band Blackstone Chair, we have vocalist Chris Robertson. How you doing, Chris? Doing good,
1: man. Doing good. We're uh, we're up next to Pittsburgh today, so uh, trying to. I mean, you think being up this far north, it wouldn't be as hot, but it's still pretty
2: muggy out. Oh God, no! Uh, I don't know what happened, but yeah, you're you're in the middle of a of a rare Pittsburgh 90 degree heat wave playing out there. Uh, hoping to stay dry okay. tonight too, because there's some storms rolling through the area. Nice. Yeah, it'll be it'll be soupy out there for you tonight, but I guess you you guys are used to it. You guys are out of Kentucky, correct? Yeah, man, we, uh, we're
1: from Central
2: Kentucky. Cool. I guess uh, for those um, not familiar, you guys have um, you know kind of a modern rock sound, but there's there's some pretty obvious um, southern roots in your music. Do you want to talk a little bit about your your style? Yeah, man. I mean,
1: you know, we. Uh we never set out to sound like you know any one band or any one genre in particular, but uh, but it just it just kind of happens that you know we're from the south and that bleeds through in our music you know and the best comparison I've ever heard I guess was someone once said that if Leonard Skinner and Pantera had a street fight we would be what was left <laughs> so and, I mean I, I can kind of see that you know I mean we also have you know big soul influences as well but yeah. Um, you know, the majority of the music is more along the, the hard southern rock kind of thing, which makes sense.
2: Yeah, I know in listening to, um, your latest record, you, you've got, it's heavy enough for the guys who like it heavy, but it's not, you know, it's not, uh, Slayer heavy, uh, where you're going to ostracize a lot of fans, so it's a nice mix of styles, um, Growing up, you're on the road right now with um, obviously with Skinner and Bad Company. And when I listened to your album one band that, they, that kind of I, I was curious if it was an influence was um, Ricky's band of uh, Blackfoot. Did you guys listen to? Oh, much absolutely. Of that? Yeah, because that was man. a band that kind of blurred the lines of hard rock and southern rock as well. Yeah, and,
1: I, and, and Ricky's a big fan of ours and a great friend. And I, I think that's why he likes this man. Is you know because. We're kind of we're like Blackfoot, man. You know, like you said, we we we, we walk that, that thin line between hard rock and southern rock mm-hmm. pretty much, you know, <laughs> every song. So. Yeah. yeah. But it's cool, though, man, you know, because all the Skinner guys have been great. You know, uh, we've talked to Simon and Mick and Howard from Bad Company. And all those guys are great. It's, it's just awesome, you know, to be in the company of, of two of the most legendary rock and roll bands that ever exist. That they asked us to come out. And be the band you know when they could have asked
0: any band in the
2: world they asked us to come out and do it so. yeah that says Pretty a lot amazing. a lot about you guys as people more you know more above than even just a musician um, one question I had uh, for you obviously you, you did a cover of um, Can't You See on your latest album which I have to say is probably the ultimate compliment in a cover song because I'm listening to it and I'm, I'm listening to the lyrics and I'm thinking God he's really ripping off somebody else's song because you guys had made that song such a Black Cherry song, and I didn't even recognize it as a cover song until you got to the chorus. So, I mean, yeah. is, that, is that, you guys like to kind of muck around with songs like that?
1: Yeah, dude, I mean, we've done covers from day one, and just we just like to do songs that are fun to play. And, uh, you know, we always, you know, Skinner has said that we're the next generation mm-hmm. of Southern Rock. You know, some of the guys have been quoted as calling us, you know, the new, the new breed of Southern rock and all this stuff, and and we wanted to, we've always loved Marshall Tucker Band, even though they're more of a country band, really, than a Southern rock band. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I can only hope what all that would approve of us doing that song the way we did it.
2: Yeah, it's kind of fun. Uh, another song I heard you guys do, uh, I cut it on YouTube. Uh, you, you did a cover of, um and correct me if I'm wrong, I was Rolling in the Deep from Adele, correct? Yeah. Do you guys ever throw that in the set these days? I know seen, we. uh
1: Man, we, we haven't done that since 2011, I don't think. Maybe maybe we, we might have done it a time or two in 2012, but it was uh, like the cool thing about that was we did that at a show called the Download Festival, which mm-hmm. is like the biggest hard rock metal festival in the U.K., and we did the biggest pop song in the world at the festival,
0: Yeah, and to
1: see all those metalheads, you know, singing that song as loud as they could was pretty amazing, man. It was yeah. kind of a wild card, you know. Like, we'll do a Bob Marley song here and there. We'll do, you know, Joe Walsh, whatever. Just songs that are fun to play, man, and that yeah. and that translate well with the versions that we do.
2: Yeah, you're rolling the dice playing that live, you know. And I think it's one of those songs. Probably a lot of those guys, you know, at the, the Download Festival wouldn't want to admit they knew, but
1: yeah, everyone, everyone the who heard and
2: is heard. Yeah, you know,
1: I mean, we we had balls enough as as you know a band playing Download Festival to to go play a song that was performed by the UK's biggest shining pop artist, mm-hmm. that also happened to be female, yeah. and it translated through that festival somehow. I don't know, it was just one of those magical things that just kind of happened, and we're very fortunate to, for the outcome to happen.
2: Yeah, that'll be fun. We'll look for that on the covers album somewhere down the road. We'll expect you to throw that one in again. That, that would be an And we've, we've,
1: been, yeah. we've had so many people ask us to, to record that version you know the version we do with that song but something we haven't got
2: around to doing yet yeah well you figure Adele probably needs some extra royalties for that Do her I
1: highly doubt
2: it (laughs) she's probably one of the only artists making money in music these days yeah god bless her tell me about it um you speaking about recording I mean you guys you're on 2011 uh, with the last record um do you guys plan on getting into the studio soon for a follow-up
1: yeah, man, we're actually uh, we're finishing up all the writing right now. We've got two or three more ideas that we're going to try to finish, um, and then hopefully we're going to get in the studio sometime later this year and put an album out. You know, hopefully by next spring. So.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously as a band, it probably you know you're not going to turn down a Leonard Skinner, uh, Bad Company tour. You know, in, in Oh no, I mean, you studio.
1: know, we we didn't want to do any touring right now, but you know, like you said, when you get that call. Hey, uh, standard bad company, once you guys come out and play, it's, it's a resounding hell yes. Heck
0: yeah.
2: you. Know,
1: you know, yeah, from everybody that that there's no way we're going to pass that up.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah. you and I, I believe, spoke about two years ago. It was a while back. And if I recall, you were a Steeler fan. Am I right? Oh, yeah. All right. So you think they're going to pull it out any better this year, or is it going uh, to be another one of these rebuilding kind of things?
1: Uh, you know, I'm not sure. You know, I, I was sad to see Harrison go. Yeah, um, but you know he he had kind of his production had, had kind of dropped a little bit since he started getting hit with all the fines. Yeah, you
2: with know, fine in the you, injuries.
1: I mean, you know, that, you know, I mean, like the guy was forced to relearn how to play the game. Mm-hmm. You know, from all from you know the physical standpoint of the way he played. You know, which I hated to see him go more than Mike Wallace because Wallace hadn't been as productive the last couple of years. Yeah, but. You know, and you could find those great. You could find fast wide receivers that, that can catch the ball. With you know, cool. it's finding a, a, yeah. a defensive leader like Harrison. You know, but but I've got high hopes for the rookie that they draft. I can't remember his name right now, but yeah. uh, I've got high hopes for him. And, and you know, still having Lamar Woodley and yeah, and the rest of the, the defense is going to be good. You know, I, yeah. I think. I'm hoping for a better than 500 year
2: this year. Amen. Yeah, they're going to be a, they're going to be a, a riots if if they're not. And, you know, you bring up a good point with Mike Wallace. I mean, there's a plethora of fast wide receivers with no heart. I mean, that was the thing. You know, he just didn't seem to really give it at all. You know, yeah. so all
1: yeah, right, it was well. like he was there to make his money and not, you know, win the game more or less.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no one can say that to Harrison. Not at all. All right, Crystal, I want to yeah. wish you guys the best. Again, you'll be out at uh, First Niagara Pavilion in just a few hours. You'll be going in about three hours, I guess, at this point. So we'll see you down there sure, in just man. a bit, man. All right, buddy. All right, thank you so much. For Have talking you ever listened long.
0: to an album and thought to yourself, man, I could do so much better than that? Well, here's your chance. My name is Sue, and I've decided to write my next album live and online at RageAndApathy.com. So come on over, leave me a comment, and tell me what you
2: think about the album and where you think it should go. And as a bonus for you Iron City rockers out there, I will give you an exclusive copy of the first song as soon
0: as I get it finished. So stop on over to RageAndApathy.com and join my madness.
2: All right, a big shout-out to Chris Robertson. Steeler fan extraordinaire, uh, for talking not only Blackstone Cherry but also the Steelers with us, uh, Chris. For those of you interested in the band, uh, just a little trivia: was a uh, is the son of one of the members of the Kentucky Headhunters, um, which I have to remember the Kentucky Headhunters. Oddly enough, kind of I remember getting one of their records uh, when I was in radio uh, with my daddy. Was the Milkman on it? Just love that tune. So, Chris, uh, keeping the music alive, certainly a little heavier. A harder edge than um than the Kentucky Headhunters, but still a great band as well. So I invite you to check them out. They're on Roadrunner Records. Uh we're gonna turn our attention now to a band that if you follow us on Facebook uh Twitter, that's uh, facebook.com Facebook dot com forward slash Iron City Rocks and Twitter is the same. Um uh, no stranger than I am a big fan of the band Blackfoot. Ricky Medlock, who is now a guitarist and, and even does some lead Vocal duties with Leonard Skinnerd uh, was originally a drummer with Leonard Skinnerd. Uh, went on his own and formed Blackfoot, who uh, obviously a lesser known band in the southern rock. They're not as big, obviously, as the names like the Allman Brothers, uh, Leonard Skinnerd, obviously. But uh, Blackfoot, for those of you who are interested in hard rock, um, you take a band even like Molly Hatchet, who is still uh, southern but got a little harder edge than Skinnerd. Blackfoot is right there in that same kind of vein. Um, Blackfoot, I honestly admit I discovered them uh, with Warrant, obviously, oddly enough, on the Cherry Pie album. They did a cover of the song Train Train, which was a Blackfoot song on the album Strikes. Uh, the only other song that I really heard regularly was on Terrestrial Radio Highway Song, which is a good song, um, very much in the vein of like a free bird or something like that, but uh, for those of you not familiar I can't recommend the album Strikes or uh the greatest hits compilation um go to iTunes and, and just get do the 30 second samples uh and give them a listen. Now Blackfoot um is a band that has been um, obviously survived the the leaving of Ricky Medlock to to join Leonard Skinner and had kind of gone off in a, with some of the original members uh and kind of evolved as a lot of the bands from that era. Uh, with new players and and old players and stuff. but um more recently, Ricky has uh, assembled a new band, a uh, completely new band uh, of talent. Uh, Ricky is not technically in the band as far as being a you know an active touring member of the band. He's working on this sort of as a side project from Leonard Skinner, Uh involved with the writing, producing of the album. Uh, but it's kind of hand-selected people to carry the flag for Blackfoot forward. So they'll be doing a show in Monongahela, PA, um, at the Aquatorium in August. Uh, you can go to Blackfoot's website. Uh, just Google Blackfoot Band. The website's easy enough to find. Uh, they'll be doing a show there. Uh, so I was really uh, anxious to get them on the show and talk about it. So we're going to turn our attention. We're going to play a little classic, Blackfoot, and talk to Sean Chambers.
1: Wake up, baby. Smile at me. The sun is shining and the wind's blowing free. I got to thinking, who yesterday, that silver bird came.
2: Finest hard rock, southern rock bands of all time, in my opinion. From the band Blackfoot, we have Sean Chambers on the line. How you doing?
0: Good, John. Thanks for having me.
2: My pleasure. As I, I will freely admit to anybody who listens to the show, um, I kind of got turned on to Blackfoot um, actually through Warrant doing a cover song of Train Train uh, back many years. Uh, you know, I, I was a, maybe a generation too late for Blackfoot and a lot of the really the great southern rock bands and got turned on to what Ricky and the guys had done uh, through really the Rattlesnakes greatest hits album uh, and was really excited to see that, you know, he's kind of uh, taking on a new generation. Do you want to talk a little bit about what is going on right now in the world of Blackfoot?
0: Yeah, well, we're in the studio right now. You know, um, our main objective is to get the new Blackfoot album done. And um, Blackfoot hasn't had an album out in about 19 years. So Ricky assembled all of us guys in the band, and we've done several shows together. Um, I've been in the band for about a year, and um, we've done probably 14 or 15 shows since I've been in the band. Um, And now the main objective is to get this album done. We're in the studio right now working with Ricky, um, working on a bunch of original songs, and we're in pre-production, you know, working on arrangements and um, starting to get some sounds in the studio. And uh, we're really excited about it. You know, the songs are really good. We're still writing for the album, but um, we don't necessarily have a release date right now. We're just we're just taking our time and trying to get the best product that we can, you know, recorded. And um, the goal is you know to get the album out and then tour behind it.
2: Mm. Now, for those not familiar, maybe um, could you talk just a little bit about what's gone on with Ricky's involvement? Now, obviously, uh, there was a incarnation of Blackfoot that had. Played for, for years without Ricky, uh, but right. kind of how did he come back into the Blackfoot fold and, and you know, how did how did his involvement with your group of folks?
0: Well, Ricky's a busy man with Skinner, as you know, um, but he's he's home quite a bit of the year. Aside from the summertime, they do a lot of traveling in the summertime. They do a lot of traveling all year, really, but um the summertime they get really busy so in between his tours with skinner he's in the studio working with us hands-on ricky's producing the record he's also going to be playing on the record um and he oversees everything we do um when he's out of town we're in the studio practicing and, and rehearsing um but when he's home you know even for weeks at a time he's in the studio with us every day every night and um You know, he's in there helping us write music. He has, he's playing a big part in not only producing and playing on the record, but, um, you know, writing the songs too as well. And, um, you know, we did a show, um, last month for the Native American Music Awards and he came out and played with us, you know, at that show. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he does do some shows with us here and there, you know, when his schedule allows it. So he's, he's part of the band. Um, You know, um, and oversees everything we do. But obviously, he doesn't play
2: the majority of the shows with us because of his schedule. Sure, yeah, he's an extremely busy man. But um, you know, were you guys all kind of hand selected? Did you have to audition for for Ricky? You know, how did the band come to form?
0: (laughs) Well, the way the way everything happened is Tim Rossi, our our other guitar player, is from the Fort Myers area, and he's known Ricky for the last several years, and Al. Al Malley as well, who's Ricky's manager and has been Ricky's manager for 36, going on 37 years now. So Tim was in the band before I got in the band. um, And uh, Brian Carpenter is on bass. I think he's been in the band for probably almost two years now as well. Okay. Um, We have a guy named Matt on drums He's a great drummer. He just joined us about, probably about five months ago. Okay. And um, they called me last year. Our manager, Eric Liebel, called me and, you know, expressed some interest to have me come down and play a few songs with the band, you know, just, you know, get a feel for the guys, you know, have them get a feel for what I could bring to the table. And um, I thought it was a good opportunity, and I wouldn't have anything to lose by going down there to play with the guys and just kind of see what happens. And, I got down, played a few songs with them, and it's a bunch of great guys, great, great musicians and great guys. We all kind of clicked. Mm-hmm. We were all on the same page, you know, music-wise, and we all get along great and seem to work together really well. So I came back a few times and played a few more songs, and then I, they said, yeah, you know, let's do this thing. And, and, you know, I welcomed the opportunity, and so I learned the music, and, um, our first show together was in August last year okay. at uh, the Full Throttle Saloon, you know, out out of Sturgis. Yeah. And, um, so Ricky, you know, Ricky kind of, you know, had his eyes on who he wanted to be in the band. Right. And, um, I had known Ricky previously, um, you know, he helped me out a little bit with my second CD back in 2004, my, with my band CD, and, um. So I had known Ricky kind of off and on. You know, my band opened up for Skinner several years ago. So, you know, me and Ricky have kind of known each other. So the whole thing just kind of, that's how it kind of all came together.
2: Okay. And let's talk about your past. I mean, you mentioned a band. Do you want to talk a little bit about what you had done prior to Blackfoot?
0: Uh, pardon? You cut out on me, would you say? I'm sorry.
2: Do you want to talk a little bit about what you had done prior to Blackfoot?
0: Um, I have a blues rock band called the Sean Chambers Band. Okay. And I've got four CDs out, um, I've got my fifth CD coming out in October, and I've been doing, you know, playing blues rock for about the last 16 years or so, and mm-hmm. um, and so that's kind of my background and experience. Of course, I was born in Florida, and I grew up as a kid listening to all the southern stuff, you know, Leonard Skinner, Blackfoot, you know, Molly hatches as well as a bunch of old classic rock, too, but... I was very exposed to all the, you know, Almond Brothers and all the Southern bands, so it's kind of in my blood, you know. Yeah, it's a um,
2: fantastic time to grow up in that era of, of that sort of music, you know.
0: Before. Yeah, I was very familiar with Blackfoot's music before, you know, before I even ever started talking to the guys.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, as far as the set list, what can folks expect? I mean, do you guys kind of do, a, a you know, all the kind of greatest hit stuff, or...
0: Well, you know, the set, the set list consists, the majority of the set consists of old Blackfoot, a lot of the hits. Um, we are going to throw in a few songs that are going to be on the new upcoming album. Okay. Um, we're starting to work in some original stuff into our set now. So it'll be, you know, people want to hear the hits. They want to hear the songs that they know from, from the old days, you know, the, the old Blackfoot songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so we still give them that because they want that. And, um, and But like I said, we're working in about two, maybe three originals that are going to be on the upcoming album
2: at the end of the set as well. Okay. And you handle vocals also with the band? Pardon? You handle the vocals also?
0: Yeah, I play guitar and in um, and, and front of the band and sing as well. Uh-huh.
2: Okay. All right. Well, great. You guys are going to be in Monongahela at the equatorium. I believe that's the last day, August, August 31st, doing a show. Right. Uh, Right. So you're going to be in the studio pretty much all the way up into that point, correct?
0: Yes, we will. Yeah, we're gonna we're in the studio when we're not playing gigs. Which we, you know, we're not. Our goal isn't to be booked as many gigs as possible right now. It's to get the album done. So, sure. Yeah, we're going to be in the studio. You know, three or four days a week
2: leading up to that. Okay. And you, are you guys still shopping around for labels, or, or do you have something worked out already on that end?
0: Well, I, I know there's a few labels. Um, that are interested in the album Very interested in the album But we haven't committed to anything yet um, As far as a label or a deal or anything A release date Anything of that nature Because we want to our, our objective is and, and Ricky's You know Thought in the whole thing is You know Let's take our time And get this album done We're not looking to just rush To put something out Just to have the album, new, new album. Sure. We want to get it done And be happy with it and um, And do the best album that we can do So Once we have the product complete or once we have at least six or seven songs recorded, then we're going to start taking it to the next level, the next step, which would be shopping for, you know, a record company. To
2: yeah, that'd be fantastic. Well, uh, Sean, we look forward to seeing you guys uh, again on August 31st out at the uh, Aquatorium in Nongahala, Pennsylvania, uh, and, and expect to see a lot of you guys on the road in the next year or so, I would assume.
0: Yeah, well, John, thanks for the time. We appreciate the interview, and um, we look forward to the show very much. We're looking forward to uh, coming to Pennsylvania.
2: All right, 31st of August, Monongahela, Pennsylvania, Blackfoot. We'll be rolling into town to do a show at the Monongahela Aquatorium. We'll feature one of Pittsburgh owns Daniel Barby on the line, or on the bill as well, so it should be a really cool night. Um, you know, it would be great to hear some of those songs live. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I, I would just absolutely go ape if Skinner would do a blackfoot song but that's just not going to happen obviously Skinner has a large enough repertoire of material not to sub in some of those but you know it will be certainly cool to hear uh the left turn on a red light and things like that live so check that out and we want to thank you for taking the time to listen iron city rocks available almost weekly at ironcityrocks.com when available also as a podcast on iTunes uh, we welcome your subscription on iTunes uh, comments. There's a link to iTunes uh, on IronCityRocks.com. You can get to everything from IronCityRocks.com. Uh, we have been doing a ton of photography uh, to give you guys some hopefully very enjoyable pictures of local shows. Um, there are t- shows that come to our town uh, that we want to share with you. We, as I mentioned earlier in the show, have pictures from Skinnerd, Bad Company. We have a boatload of pictures from the Warp Door. Uh, the mayhem tour uh, as we mentioned in episode 208 uh, if you're into the heavy stuff episode 208 was the post-game show as i called it for mayhem so we have um, i think 11 artists who are on the mayhem festival lineup joining us in that episode uh go to the website you can see all the, the bands by stages We've got pictures from the eagles who were in pittsburgh uh, not all that long ago so if you're going to show in pittsburgh um you, know, you can leave the camera at home, and we'll take shots for you, and you feel free to borrow them when we get them up online, tag yourself, etc. So, again, Facebook.com forward slash IronCityRocks, Twitter.com forward slash rocks. If you'd like to get a hold of us, rocks at gmail.com. Thank you again, and we'll talk to you next time.